Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 23. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Steve Brady and Alex Clausen. Boys, how are we doing today with the four and two Boston Red Sox? I'm doing great. You kind of switched it up right there. You usually say Clausen first and me second, so caught me off guard a little bit. Love that the Red Sox are now over 500, four and three Boston Red Sox. I was never worried. The season started against the Rays. We're ready. We're undefeated pretty much at this point. Let's go. Yeah, undefeated season, 159-3. and three, Still looks pretty nice to me. Um, the Masters is also on this week, so I'm, uh, it's a good week to be a Red Sox and golf fan. It's a good week. Steve, I'm always trying to keep you uh, on your toes here. Head on. Uh, yeah. So the Red Sox started out uh, 0-0 after a couple spring training games against Baltimore there this past weekend, and they're now 4-0. and Since then, they've looked really good. Really good. Uh, highlight a couple couple key players here. Christian, the Moon Man Vasquez, he can hit, and he feels sexy at the plate too. Yeah, I mean Christian Vasquez is just literally hitting the cover off the baseball. Uh, can you name a cl- a more clutch hitter after that uh, game tying home run and then a go ahead home run the very next day, back to back days? Don't think you can. I don't. I don't think you can. He's also got uh, a couple stolen bases, too. People forget that he can run. Yeah, for a big man. He beat out an infield single, I'm pretty sure, uh, at the game yesterday. Dude can move. Yeah, he's he's been absolutely clutch. He's hitting 458 right now. Uh, I mean, not much to say on him. I think he had, a, what, another 3-4 game today. And then J.D., J.D.'s just been – Unbelievable. Uh, I think they showed a graphic today that he was one of five players in MLB history to have an extra base hit in each of like his team's first seven games. Yeah, I think he is the only Red Sox player. Could be not accurate, but I'm pretty sure he's the only Red Sox player to ever do that. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, I think he's prior to today's game, he was second in OPS in the entire league only to Mercedes on the White Sox because that guy I don't think has not gotten a hit in any of his at-bats yet. Just a little, uh, he steps up, gets one walk, and that's it. No, he goes like six for six. I think he's not gotten a oh, hit. Oh, not, not I, gotten a hit. Not, not I think he was eight for eight at one point. Oh. I don't know what he's still hitting now. Is that, that's good, right? Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. I get confused sometimes. Um, yeah, so J.D. and Christian Vasquez – I mean, they were even tearing the cover off the ball the other uh, this past weekend when the Red Sox were losing to Baltimore. But now that the other guys on the team are starting to get hot, Kike hit a little bomb today. Um, well, Devers is starting to finally come around, gotten some good action from the Frenchman, the franchise, Franchi yeah, Cordero. It's good, dude. The yeah. situational hitting has been a lot better the past four games versus the first three. We're finally putting the bat on the ball with runners in scoring position. Even if we're not getting hits, just putting the ball in play, good things happen, especially when there's runners on. So I'm happy to see that's going a little bit better. Actually, a lot better. A lot better than it a was. Lot, a lot better. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first couple games, it was just like they couldn't get anything going. Uh, and it was funny because they were playing the Orioles, who are like pretty bad at baseball. And then they played the Rays, who I thought were good, but we were just like that much better. I don't think the Rays are good. I didn't think the Rays were good 
before the season started. They were not a playoff team in my head. So if the Rays made the World Series last year and we swept them, does that mean we make the World Series this year? Is that how it works? We seems yeah, like we, seems we, like sound logic to me. Yeah, we win the AL at least. So, uh, so the two of you guys were at Fenway when this comes out. Well, we'll just say what was it Wednesday yep. against the Rays. I was supposed to attend as well, and I got the the crushing text the morning before that I had been exposed to the old COVID. So I had to sell my ticket and not go, but things you hate to see. I was, I was not happy about that. Yeah. It was a, it was a tough scene. Um, three of us will get to a game eventually, but yeah, let me, uh, I haven't really talked to you guys too much about it. So I'm sure not a lot of our listeners have been Fenway yet either. So, you know, just, just rip at it. I mean, what was, what was different? Tell us about the experience. Awesome. I'll let you uh, go first then I'll hop in after. Yeah, I mean, Fenway is at, what, 12% capacity this year? I believe um, so. Some, something like that. So when you walk in, I mean, you got rows in front of you, rows behind you, plenty of seats in front, plenty of seats in behind. Um, so it's pretty spread out. It's it's honestly a little more enjoyable. Um, as much as I do love being crammed into Fenway like sardines, it is nice to be able to have some elbow room. Um, but other than that, I mean, Fenway kind of runs the same. It's kind of in its infinite beautiful glory just a little bit less people um so i do miss the crowds but overall i would say not much has changed about fenway since covid um you know there's the obvious precautions the thing i did notice which was kind of funny is that they zip tie the chairs so the ones that aren't supposed to be sat in they have little zip ties around so that you can't sit in them so i assume that's to prevent people from like moving up and sitting closer or sitting closer to other people i don't know um, but I did think that was kind of funny. So either way, I did enjoy my first experience back at Fenway very much. Yeah, I definitely had a great time. Um, really, like Clausen said, it is a lot different in terms of how many people are just in the park. That's obviously to be expected. We're not in Texas here where there's just apparently no rules, no rules in Texas. Well, maybe we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that was, that was absurd. We can... I'll uh, keep, keep going with the Fenway talk. Uh, Fenway Park is notorious for having these tiny little seats and not having people directly on top of you is really cool. But at the same time, I do miss having a sold out crowd. The, the, the wave tried to get going at one point, not the same with 12, 12% capacity, not the same at all. It's more of a little ripple than a wave. Uh, there's for the 21 plus old listeners. If you're planning on going, there are no drafts available no draft beers. You have to buy cans and they are extraordinarily expensive because they know that you got nowhere else to go and you're locked in there like a dog in a cage. So what are you going to do? Like not buy them, I guess, because $10 plus for a 12 ounce can of oh, ad game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that out. Uh, but yeah, that's a ridiculous price. Uh, but they still got me to be a sucker and buy it. So uh, just be on the lookout for that if you go. Otherwise, our experience was great because of the section we were in. We were in the right field bleachers, I believe they're called. And we made friends with an older group of gentlemen, perhaps in their 60s. Probably and, definitely older than their 60s. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell. I would, I would, I would consider them retired. Pretty bad depending on how, I mean, that guy definitely let himself go many years ago. 
if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you're definitely not. So not that sorry. But those guys, myself, Clausen, and our two friends, and then another group of 20-something-year-olds that were in the row in front of us, we're all having a field day on our guy, Randy Arena For no particular reason, really. The old guy kind of lit the, lit the fuse, and at that point, everybody hopped on. It was a mob mentality for sure. Nobody cussed. That was cool. There was a little girl present uh, a couple rows in front of us, so we made sure that her ears did not get tainted by the sour words of the devil. Uh, but yeah, just little things like Randy Arosa, you stink. Randy Arosa, your shoes untied. Randy Arosa, this. Randy Arosa, that. JD hits balls over your head. By the seventh inning, he just could not take it anymore. And he felt the need to go up to his manager and say, hey, man, right field. Wait, you- who's the manager? Kevin Dett? Uh, something like that. <laughs> We're never going to let that one go. Shout out episode one <laughs> jokes. <laughs> uh but yeah, 12% capacity, but it was 100% heckling. And he said, listen, man, I, I can't be out there anymore. The, like the mental game, I just, I'm not up to par today. Can't, ha- can't hang, soft, move me to center. Then he got moved to center so that he allegedly could pretend that he didn't hear us. But I know you heard us, Randy. I know you heard us. How, like, what's the difference between 60 feet going to make? Nothing, probably. Your shoe's still untied. I don't even dislike Randy Arroz or that much, to be honest, but it was fun to. Right. I mean, listen, the, but I digress. Part, so, Steve, the part that you've left out, the, probably the two best heckles that anybody had all game was when Arroz Arena left to go to center field. Uh, a friend of ours decided to start a We Want Randy chant, um, and that went over very well. We like were the in- entire crowd, pretty much. Pretty much, like our, I would say a good majority of our section started chanting, we want Randy. Um, so we definitely heard that. And then one of the old guys started <laughs> heckling the new right fielder, who was Mike like, Brousseau, I believe. It was a reverse heckle. Huh? It was, I guess it was a reverse heckle. But it was Mike Brousseau, and he just yells out, hey, nice sunglasses. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the guy Chapman tried to kill? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yep. You're right on. I love that. I honestly, I, I think the simplest way to put this was I felt like Steve Perrault on 2018 Parade Day, where, um, you know, the two other guys in your podcast get to go on the duck boat and then you get to, to stay behind. That was kind of how it felt. But I had a good time watching it on my computer in my mini single over here. Actually, I'm pretty sure Steve felt a lot worse than you. Oh, no, he totally did. <laughs> Uh, he, he actually definitely did. In fact, I, I can uh, totally confirm that. But uh, yeah, no, but it, it sucked. Uh, but I will say that the building I'm in is the absolute the, the center of the universe for creative ideas, because this is where Gombridge was conceived. This is where <laughs> the original Gombridge episode was recorded. And I, yeah, I forgot about that. That's yeah, funny. this is where all the all the magic happened. Uh, so anyways, yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like a great time, but we'll, we'll be sure to get to a game when, uh, you know, the three of us can actually go soon, but turning back to the Red Sox. Yeah, they look, they look good. Um, pitching wise too. Everybody, but Garrett Richards is good. Garrett Richards. Oh, uh, wait, what about, uh, Josh Taylor? Yeah. Josh Taylor. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's Josh good. Taylor's meh. I mean, I was kind of, I don't know. I will start, we'll start with the starters. 
Uh, Evaldi's been absolute nails. Oh yeah, pretty much almost untouchable. Oh That's yeah, it. I will say you guys missed a fantastic YouTube broadcast yesterday. I'm not even saying that that sarcastically. I thought it was pretty good. And at the end of it, they gave him like this YouTube MVP trophy that they're like doing now. He was pretty. He was pretty pumped. I was like, man, good for him. But uh, yeah, Valdi's been looking really good. Obviously, Eddie got his first start in 18 months today. I think they said. Um, he looked fine. I mean, a little bit of rust there in the first inning, but uh, that's to be expected. Uh, I thought was, it was it, what was it? Five innings, seven Ks, three earned runs, or something. I think that's pretty good for his first outing in what 18 months you said yeah actually now that i think of it i think i was at his last start i think i saw his last start in 2019 and he was going for his 20th win and uh maddie maddie barnes blew it in the eighth tied and the orioles tied the game uh sucked but i mean barnes as well has been absolute nails he came in today he uh almost threw an immaculate inning in the ninth uh i don't think we've had any save opportunities yet because the red sox just keep crushing teams yeah I mean, it's funny, rewinding a little bit, going back to when we were playing Baltimore and a certain fan base was clowning us quite mm. a bit for losing to Baltimore. And then they just so happened to also lose to Baltimore. And now they're below us in the standings. I hate when Diamondbacks fans do that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, you know what was good to see, though, was Gio Urshela, whoever saw the game on Wednesday night, he got hosed from right field by about 15 feet. Not even close. It was not. And the, the frosting on top of the cake was that he got slapped in the face with the tag, like just a mouthful of glove. Yeah, he went face down in the dirt. Oh, waiting like, for him. Speaking of getting something in the face, Christian Vasquez the other day, I forget what game it was against Baltimore. He was taking BP. And that like Matt flipped up on him. Did you guys see yeah, that? Weird. Oh yeah, that, that was that was wild. Man's been getting beat up, but uh, apparently that is not letting him down at all. He's been raking the ball. Yep, Vasquez has looked great, like we were saying. Um, going back to the starting pitching, Nick Pavetta also looks great. Oh my gosh, I was he he turned it on the other day. I'm pumped to watch him pitch some more games, and uh, I don't think he's allowed to run yet. You know what, guys? I think that um, a certain podcast had Christian Vasquez and Nick Pavetta as all-stars this year. Mm. So far. I, I do also believe that I, that particular podcast I that. had Not one of its team. members saying that Christian Vasquez was his least valuable player on the team. Um, yeah, who, who, who was that? Who was uh, that? I don't I know. Yeah, it could be. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is that uh, – I honestly, I mean, I love Vasquez. I'm very excited for him to have a great year. And um, it's been very encouraging to see what he can do so far. That was one tough take. Thankfully, it's it's a take that hasn't negatively affected this team. Uh, but Pavetta looked great. And I've been on the Pavetta being an all-star train, I think, since like New Year's. Uh, and the other guy, one of the other guys we picked to be an all-star, uh, is hitting 375 right now. I don't know if you guys have heard of Xander Bogarts, but he's uh, he's also good at the hit. Yeah, I've, I've, I've known him to be. Yeah, he's good. Uh, the one thing I want to – actually, I think we have a question about that. I'll save that for later. We'll talk about Kike a little bit more later. Um, but going back to the pitching, another guy I really want to highlight who was just absolute nails today, Garrett Whitlock. 
man, dude is showing up. He is good. And, you know, I totally forgot that uh, whenever that first his first game against the Orioles was last week, that was his first ever MLB game. And he like got out there and just mowed yeah, like bases loaded. Yeah. What do you have like five strikeouts and two and something innings? And uh, I think he went 2.1, five strikeouts, no earned. That sounds about right. And then uh, today he had, I think he won another two innings. He had a couple more strikeouts. Uh, I, I mean, he's been extremely efficient with his pitches too. I think he threw like 20 pitches in two innings today. Uh, absolutely mowing them down. Yeah, he two innings today, three strikeouts. And I don't know how many pitches he threw, but he's been absolutely locked down. His changeup is just straight mm-hmm. dirt, dude. It's just disgusting. Disgusting. Really, like, really good. That is insane. His arm looks like it's going to break in half, though. I will say every time that he throws the ball. <laughs> and you know, you know what's the funny thing about this is that he's been really good for us, and the Yankees just like gave him up for nothing. That was like a sour dump. Yeah, they said, "Here you go." No, not even. It was wasn't. Cool yeah, I don't even think he's he's not making much. But the Yankees were basically like, "Oh, here you go. This guy stinks." And Red Sox were like. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, this guy's good. This guy's really good. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, most of the players on this team, besides if we kind of cancel out the hitting for that first three games, overall the pitching's been really good. Tanner Howe looked good in his start. He did. Unfortunately, got sent. Got optioned to Worcester, which I don't think makes sense. I I don't really get that right now, but I think um, the reasoning behind that, obviously, Eddie's coming back, but. I think you got to give Garrett Richards at least like two more turns for the rotation. To two more, I'll give Listen. him one more, and if it's okay, if it's even like remotely decent, I'll give him another one. Okay, well, he really stunk the first time, uh, like was really bad, oh, almost as bad as his mustache. That thing has got to go. No, we got to keep the mustache. It's, it's like patchy. It's like someone just took a razor and like shaved like lines through it. It's terrible. Bad. Maybe that was his goal. It's it terrible. Awful. Very bad. Very bad. Um, yeah, Salamaro's look good. Adovino's been fine. Uh, Salamaro's been disgusting. Yeah. In that we first talk- series against the Orioles, he made an appearance a couple times. And uh, I remember the first time he pitched, it was just lights out. I mean, he kind of reminds me of Koji with a little more velo, I think. Yeah. Uh, way yeah. more. Yeah. But I mean, the it, it's that same deceptive movement mm-hmm. that just gets guys every time. Yeah, I think he got himself into a little jam in game two of the Baltimore series or something. Game two or three. Uh, and he got himself out of it. So looked good under pressure. Some guys on. He able he was able to pitch out of it. That was really good to see. The biggest thing for me is, um, like, I don't know. I got texts from people after that first Baltimore series being like, I didn't think uh, they were like, oh, these high moves weren't good. I knew it wasn't going to pay off. Like, just relax. Like even still, it's only seven games in. I mean, the team's looking better, but um, first I mean, series, I was getting chirped like I was on the team. Like I was. Oh, just- I know. Me too. We were getting tweets and people. I mean, someone. I think one of Steve's friends tweeted at us. They were like, "Red Sox haven't won a game since you started the pod." Like, what's going on? Might have been the the Gone Bridge like initiation or something. We just. Yeah, happened. you would think that I'm the one giving up like bombs to these guys. No, I know. I'm but the like, thing, the thing is. That the Red Sox, I mean, the only game that they've really, truly outright lost was Sunday. I mean, they got completely shelled. 
they but, got murdered. I, I mean, even opening day, it was only three nothing. Uh, Winnable game. Yeah, exactly. And and that that's what I was saying. Uh, I was like, how how are we going to judge this team? We hadn't even seen Pavetta yet, and we hadn't even seen Perez. I was like, we haven't even gone through the rotation. We've been through once. Uh, Perez had a, another solid outing. If our starters can just do that, that's perfectly fine. I don't need them to have a sub three ERA with a thousand strikeouts. Just get guys out. Um, I do believe, I don't, don't quote me on it, but there was a tweet that I saw that I think every pit, like every starter in the rotation, minus Garrett Richards, of course, I think their combined ERA or average ERA is like 2.3 or something. It's ridiculous. That's uh, bad. One five nine right now, I think. Mm. Garrett Richards, I think, is a 26 ERA. That would bring it up a little bit. That, Not as bad as Josh Taylor yesterday. When he came into the game, it was sitting at a pretty 45. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and through yes. two outs, he dropped it by half. Um, There's yeah. one guy who retired, I think. I, I mean, I don't know who his name is, but I'm pretty sure he pitched like, like for one, like pitched one at bat, like gave up a home run and never pitched again in the majors and has like an infinity ERA. Uh, so if you know who that is, send us a DM or something because I have no oh, idea who that is. God. He's probably not doing anything. No. I don't even know if he's alive. It might have been in like the 1800s or something. But uh, that light, that light's pretty close. Well, he did strike out Mike Trout, so he couldn't have an infinity RA. Yes, you're right. He has. I think real. What does he have though? Like a 17 ERA? It's not good. It's I think it was good. like it was 43 one year. I think it was in the 20s another. He he. he I think he consistently got better every year. He dropped his ERA by about half. So if he kept that trend for about. Maybe another decade, his ERA would be through the floor. You move from a 40 ERA to a 23 ERA, like, is that still getting better? I mean, it's playing. cutting it by half. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still in the double digits, which you'd... But if you I... keep that trend, but it, you know what I'm saying? If you keep the trend... Yeah, so he is... Uh, cut in half. He is a... He's got an ERA under one. A career ERA of 11.34. Is that good? No, it's not, Steve. Yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on from Pat Lights, any other things on the Red Sox this past week? Honestly, for me, it's just been just about solid check marks around the board. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're the, the thing is for me is that I'm not going to overanalyze any of this because um, you can look at any seven game stretch during the middle of the season and be like, hey, this guy only had two to three hits this week and that week. This guy had 14 hits and people aren't really going to talk about that. Uh, so just because it's the opening week, I don't want to really dive into that either. I know like Marwin's been, you know, kind of meh. Um, Christian Arroyo has been okay, but the team's winning right now. And dare I say, even having a little bit of fun. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Can you believe that I'm having fun watching the Red Sox this year? Yeah, it is quite the turnaround. What a last year. Concept. Honestly, I mean, even the majority of 2019, it was just like, it was dreadful to watch. Borderline excruciating. Mm, I would agree. Speaking of fun, have you guys seen the new outfield win dance thing? It's like a basketball thing, right? Yeah. Sequel's yeah. never as good as the original. No. In college all the time. I don't know. Wind, wind dance repeat cannot be beat, but... This is this this will work. Put that on a t-shirt. What what did you say? Wind dance repeat can't be beat. Oh, okay. Accidental rhyming. 
trade market. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to talk about was the outfield. I've actually liked how the outfields looked. We mentioned Franchi a little bit earlier. He has been a solid con. I would say he's moving quickly towards being an everyday outfielder for the team. And the other thing that I've liked, your smile is just unbelievable when you said unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. <laughs> I want him. I want him in every day, and he should be in every day. I don't know about that yet. He's hitting over three hundred. Sample right. size, as I just said, sample size. He's but if he keeps good. up this pace, he'll be hitting over three hundred. All right. Ever heard of like the stock market and like just because something's going up doesn't mean it's going to go up forever. I mean, unless it's very successful, then it will. So, Clawson, do you think JD's going to hit like four hundred this year? I'm projecting that Christian Vasquez stays on this trajectory and hits four eighty six like he is right now. All right. I mean, listen, I'd be all for that. Branchy looks good. Looks He's looking very good. He looks, he looks no. better. He looks better than Andrew Benatendi. Yeah, Benny, poor Benny. That guy's not good anymore. No. Wait, do you guys think Franchi caught that? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. You really think he caught it? I do. Wink, wink. Yeah, I think he caught it. I actually think he do. I did. I think, uh, I think the, it went in the glove and then it hit the monster and it was like, bang. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it was probably the other way around, but one angle. He caught it. The angle that was about perpendicular to the monster, kind of from the side view, totally looked like it bounced off the wall and into Franchi's glove. The straight at like straight on angle though, looked, looked like, like a catch. Yeah, it looked like a catch. But I mean, they called it an out. They called it a catch. So therefore, it's a catch. He caught it. Now you know. Uh, so we were just talking about uh, Yearman Mercedes on the White Sox. Yep. He uh, just hit a 485 foot home run. How much? What? 485. That's a long home run. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Is it been further than the red seat? No. no. Nothing will ever go further than the red seat. You know, I was I was looking for the red seat yesterday, and somebody must have been sitting in it because I couldn't find it. Oh, they 100% sold. Did you <laughs> see that they, like, removed it from Fenway's, uh, Fenway Park and then brought it down south for, like, people to look at uh, during spring training? Yeah, like, why don't they just make another red – like, nobody's going to notice the difference. It, it, the the marketing part is just the funniest part to me. Like it's it's like, it's like truck day. All right, you, no, it, th- th- there's a difference I mean, between truck, truck day is real, so it's not <laughs> like truck day. And truck day is exciting. The red seat is is fraudulent, and the Red Sox. I don't even. I feel like they make just too much of a profit off the red seat. No, it's a marketing ploy. Like I mean, nobody actually makes profit off the red seat. It's a marketing ploy. I don't know. I don't know if One thing if they money. were like sit in the red seat, it's only double the amount of money <laughs> as the seat next to it. That is just a different color. That's a good point. What do you guys think of the new jerseys? The I think new they're jerseys? cool. People they're pretty sick. Do not like them. Uh, I think was it? I think we were talking about on here a couple weeks ago. I think I said that like baseball jerseys are pretty boring, and this was like just in the nick of time. I mean. It's so original. Uh, if you get where the Boston references are coming from these new city jerseys, uh, then I think that you would like them. Um, but I mean, if you're an outsider from Boston, I can totally understand why they would look pretty, uh, pretty bright and not like a Red Sox jersey. Look, Gardner, why aren't they red for the Red Sox? Why well, doesn't make any sense? So, why, are you is this UCLA? Is this uh, playing in Boston I mean, now? 
Yes. I mean, to your so, point, they also did just take the UCLA Bruins hat and just branded it as a Boston Red Sox yeah, hat. Yeah, but, but UCLA that's neither Bruins here nor there. The Red Sox B and branded it as their hat. So mm. take back first? what's your own. Yeah, it's like the Nationals and Walgreens. It's like what came first? Definitely Walgreens. Uh, Steve, to that to that point, the Red Sox are actually uh, renamed to the uh, the Boston. Uh, Bruin socks and <laughs> the Boston blue Bruin socks. So they're going to have these new yellow and blue jerseys. Complete rebranding midseason. Shocking, actually. I mean, like, look, if you're not from the Boston area, the greater Boston area, or even if you're a Red Sox fan, I've not seen a single Red Sox fan say anything negative about these jerseys. Everybody's like, yeah, oh, like they represent something that is important to the entire you know, population of Boston, maybe even population of New England. And it's like, they look cool. I think they're, they're not outwardly just like ugly, but people just like to complain about anything that happens. Oh yeah. No uh, area. Well, there was also a couple years ago, I think it was two years ago against the Padres. They had those, um, what was it? I don't even remember the players week jerseys and they were the black and white ones like just oh, yeah. those, those, were, those were even worse and there was like no griping about that but um i i just i like the boldness with them and i think that there's six or seven other teams getting these uh later in the season the red Sox were the first ones to do so yeah we're also gonna wear them like twice so everybody relax okay. i hope they bring them back later in the season honestly yeah i mean it, eh. i i'm fine with them for a weekend I don't. I think that they should bring them out for when it's right. But if you're just gonna throw them in for a weekend series, it kind of just like defeats the. They shouldn't be an alternate jersey. Like I agree with Clausen. Like they can't just be like, let's wear these. I feel like it kind of like ruins the prestige of like it being, you know, Patriots Day themed yeah. and like Boston themed because like red and yellow is kind of like Boston colors, I guess. Now the jersey that I do wish they brought. What was that? Boston said red and yellow, blue and yellow. Oh, yeah. Blue, blue and yellow. Blue and yellow. Uh, the jerseys I wish they would bring back as the alternates were the ones that they're actually wearing on Patriots Day, the, like, throwback lettering that says Boston on them instead of Red Sox, like the classic big poppy post-marathon speech jerseys. Oh, the those, white ones? Yeah, yeah those, are those, are, those are awesome. Yeah, they it said Boston on it. You know why it said Boston? Because they're all from Boston, not mm. just the Red Sox. Not the Red Sox. Mm um so the other the other teams with jerseys coming out are the marlins white Sox, cubs diamondbacks giants and dodgers and uh the next one will be revealed on may 21st so gonna be some interesting ones there i think the marlins ones could be just really like crazy they could be awesome they could be awesome or the one that the one that's kind of a head scratcher to me is the diamondbacks like when you guys think of phoenix arizona do you think of inner city boston chicago like miami city. like i don't <laughs> it's no, just kinda, not like, at all I, it, it kind of doesn't fit for me it definitely doesn't fit like the other teams but i mean i think honestly out of all these teams i think the diamondbacks and marlins could have two of the coolest ones like i would have rather seen the mets do it i don't think the yankees would would be on to do it because i think they're a little stiff but or yeah the blue jays that could have been cool, too. Blue Jays could be cool. I got to say, the only thing that I don't like about this jersey, they only showed this brief snippet in the, the promo video, which I, I really liked. 
Um, the back is okay. Uh, there's no name on the back. The numbers are like, eh. It, it looks more like a practice jersey on the back, but they hit it out of the park. No pun intended uh, on the front of it. The patch is cool. The patch is very cool. It's my favorite yeah. part. They weren't $500. I'd, I'd consider buy one. I thought they were – that was like the replica replica. You could – I think the – I mean, I don't know the difference between like a replica and a, a remake, but they had remakes on the Nike website for like 150 Just still a lot. It's a lot for a jersey. Cannot afford that. Yeah. Um, Stevie Locks. Oh, and one. Oh, and one, baby. That's what we like. Oh, and one. If you put a bet on that game, I told you not to pretty much. <laughs> But you did it, so I'm sorry that you lost. I'm 0-1. But come on. Realistically, who would have thought the Giants were beating the Padres? I blame Tatis for getting hurt. That's what I blame. I'll give you another pick, though, just for the fun of it. We'll see how terrible my record is for the entire season. Again, I'm going to say this disclaimer every time because I just don't need people to like see. I'm going to sue you, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna sue you. Um, so the disclaimer is that unless you are of legal betting age, do not bet because that's illegal. And if you're going to bet, I'm not responsible if I lose again because I'm now 0 1. Why you should honestly fade me at this point, whatever I say, do the opposite. If every instinct I have is wrong, then the opposite must be right. So here's what I'm going to do, actually, keeping that in mind. Steve, you are absolutely obliterating your reputation two weeks into this. <laughs> if every instinct I have is wrong, then the opposite must be right. Therefore, I'm going to go with the Marlins over the Braves on Tuesday, April 13th. <laughs> All right. I'm excited for that one. That's going to be must-watch uh, television. Marlins over Braves next Tuesday. Book it. Maybe, maybe third time will be the charm, Steve. I'm going to laugh in your face when the Marlins beat the Braves next Tuesday. And what am I going to do when the Marlins lose to the Braves? Just so I can laugh in your face. Nice. Right. Um, yeah, we'll keep track of that this year, and we'll see how Steve does. But really, though, betting is – the house always wins. There's no winners in betting. house always wins, especially if you're Steve Brady. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to transition into our Alex Cora impact player of the week. Got a lot of good choices this week. Clausen. I'm going to let you guys go first. Cause I don't want to take the obvious. Well, I'll take the obvious Christian Vasquez. I give you 0.79 Alex Cora's on the Alex Cora impact scale. It's a good pick. If um, for you, Christian Vasquez, we might not be four and three right now. We might be two and five. Quick math. Um, yeah. Go ahead, run. I mean, tying tie home run. Go send us into extras. Unreal. The hype in my apartment was ridiculous. And by the hype in my apartment, I mean just me, even though multiple of my roommates were in the room with me. Nobody else really cared that much. I was excited. Thank you, Christian Vasquez. Go ahead or yeah, go ahead, home run. The I, next day was also good. Christian Vasquez, 0.79, Alex Cora, impacts. We didn't really talk too much about that, but that game on Tuesday was, like, electric. And I got to say, 
I gotta say, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but that extra runner on second rule made the game so much more fun to watch. Um, did it speed it up? No, not at all. But it was a lot more exciting in the extra innings. Uh, so for my Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week, I'm going to go with Garrett Whitlock. And I'm going to give him point seven one four of Alex Cora. You know, if we ever make a graphic for this, point seven one four is going to be so ridiculously hard to represent via a graphic. Well, I don't think it – if I only do two decimal points, it really doesn't drive the point home. All right, that's fair. I mean, I'm, yeah, you could keep doing what you're doing, man. No, I'm just saying there's quite the difference between, like, 0.71 and then 0.72. You got to find that middle ground there. All right, I respect that. All right. My pick is going to be Alex Cora himself. Whoa. Wow. Hey, can you do that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> can you <laughs> – all right, well, wait a minute. Can we highlight the fact that the last two weeks in a row, Clausen has just <laughs> taken this segment and been like, what are the rules? And then he just rips it up and it's like, I don't Clausen care. Clausen has done that with so many things on the show. <laughs> last week, too, we also had the Gone Bridge question about who would you beat in a fight? And he goes, uh, I'm, I'm Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> it was what, <laughs> what, what player? Specifically player. So uh, Clausen is going off of the rails once again. Right, well, let's give him a chance. <laughs> Right. Ben, yeah. don't break the rules, boys. Um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Alex Cora a point seven two five. You can't him. do that though. Why not? Because Alex Cora is himself. <laughs> I need I need like written rules for this segment. <laughs> you're, you're, otherwise, you're I'm essentially saying you're essentially saying Alex Cora did a bad job. Yeah. Fine. I'll give him, fine. I'll give him a. 172.5 then you can't have more this than makes one. no sense <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give him a 100 because he turned the team around against the defending al champions uh, Clausen. really makes really <laughs> makes you wonder uh <laughs> your listening skills are just subpar um, Klaus, I'm going to let you lead off on this next segment because you said you had something primed and ready before we recorded. Wink, wink. Uh, it's the Make Baseball Fun Again segment. Um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna also <laughs> break the rules on this one again oh, and say how we could have made past baseball more fun um, <laughs> and saying that we should have – you know how on ESPN they jack up the bat mics? Yeah. Yes. They should have had that in the steroid era. Like, imagine just hearing Barry Bonds, like, rip into a baseball with those mics. What do you think that bat would sound like? Earth-shattering. Boom! Bang! <laughs> Crack. Or, like, if you had Manny Ramirez, like, the the noise off of the Coke bottles. I don't know what that would have sounded like. Bloop. Like that. <laughs> we need one Steve Perot to tell us get, that one. We should get a gong up on top of the monster. We just ring one off the gong. Awesome, bro. <laughs> what if um, the entire yeah, like, green monster itself was gong and you just hit it and it was like, boing. That would just destroy Franchi's ears. <laughs> I would be done. <laughs> he looked actually pretty good in, uh, in left field uh, with the monster. It looks comfortable. It looks comfortable. 
Um, but yeah, that's how I'm going to say we could have made baseball a lot better like 20 years ago. Okay. Nice. I would say for this segment, actually doing it the correct way, my pick of the week um, is the flexing. I love the bat flips and the flex. There's been a lot of that. Jock Peterson pimped one against, uh, I don't even remember who it was against the other day, but just flexed on the catcher. Nick Castiano slides into home, hits him a little, uh, you know, two-hand bicep pump and starts starts a huge fight, which is actually two more games than every Houston Astros player. So I thought that was a little funny. Um, but I like that. I like that. It was, it was fun. And also the trash, the fake trash can that got thrown on the field at the Angels Astros game. That was fun. That actually reminded me. I, I just thought of one. We should make baseball more fun by throwing more trash cans onto the field when the Astros play. Did you see Dusty Baker's comments? He was like, well, don't act like you've never cheated on a test before. Shut up, Dusty Baker. <laughs> I don't want to hear it from what, you. What a cop-out answer. I know. He was like, don't act what like you. are going to get over it? Mm. People Shut forget up. that there were no fans last year, and the Astros got off so easy. Yeah. No mercy this year. No mercy. But my making baseball fun again moment of the week was Shohei Otani being the first – I don't know if he was first. I actually don't remember the stats, so I'm just going to forego it. Uh, but <laughs> something, something to do with, like, he pitched and hit in the top two of the lineup. For, yeah, it was the first time in, like, a, a bajillion years. Yeah. Like, literally but, on this planet. The fun part was that first pitch swinging at his first at-bat absolutely – cracked a nuke 115 miles per hour off the bat launched it no doubt about it see ya later and then later in the same game he threw like a hundred and point seven or something like that and that was the fastest pitch of the season so he had the hardest hit ball and the fastest pitch of the season in one game and that is fun that is fun if you don't think that's fun, then you want to know what fun is if it fund you in the fun. All right. Uh, Shohei Otani is also on the Gone Bridge fantasy baseball team. I'll provide a quick update. Uh, so the league, the way the games work, there's 14 categories. You got to win more categories than the other person. And currently, quick plug, we're playing the Steel podcast this week. And we are winning a record in all the categories is uh, winning 10, losing three and tied in one. And Shohei Otani has helped us out big time, gotten big weeks from a uh, Vasquez man, a catcher who else has had a good week. Acuna. Devers hit a home run today. Devers hit one today. Uh, so you're looking pretty confident in a win during the opening week of fantasy season as well. So that is pretty cool. All right. Should we do notes with Clawson or ask on bridge? I think we usually do notes with Clawson first. I, I got to cook one. Um, if Phillips Valdez can throw 90, then so can I. Mm, I like that one. That dude. I don't think so. He weighs like 20 pounds less than me. He's also really tall. So He's so two inches taller than me. How long is, there, is, how long is his arm? It's his wingspan. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, maybe come more prepared next time, Klaus. 
I came with the metrics. I didn't come with the saber metrics. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, we still got to try that out. Um, if you're willing to donate a radar gun to us, <laughs> hit us up. Um, we got some questions to answer. People, oh, are... we're absolutely saucing the steel podcast right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, not even close. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the categories are complete runaways. Um, our pitching staff is elite, bro. Mm, very good. I also uh, we picked up Matt Barnes. That was our acquisition because uh, we had two guys go down on the IL. We had. Tony Gonzalez and Trevor Rosenthal. So we picked up Jake Arietta and Matt Barnes. And we also, there was an extra bench spot added to the league. So I don't even know if I told you guys this. I just picked up the best available player. We got Michael Taylor. Shout out to Michael. All right. So we'll see how that does. Uh, but the team is looking pretty good overall. And now we have some questions to answer from the listeners. Who are they for? They are for us. And I just realized I didn't write down any of the names who they came from. So you're going to have to give me a second. God. Come more prepared next time, Gardner. <laughs> Don't use that line after it just immediately deflected on you. Uh, here we go. The first one comes in from Matt. And he Hello, Matt. asked if you could guarantee the Sox beat the Yankees on a ALCS game seven walk-off home run, this is where it gets crazy. How far would you be willing to travel if you could only hitchhike? Love the creativity. Okay. So I think there's a better way we can phrase this question. I think that like the scenario should be like, if you can guarantee all the first part, we would beat the Yankees in a walk-off home run, whatever ALCS game seven. I think, does he mean the location is the game? Like, before the yes. game starts, how far are you willing to walk to the game? Yes. Oh, I thought he just meant, like... Uh, I think he meant how far would you, would you travel on? via hitchhiking to get to the oh, game? Oh, okay. I didn't interpret it like that. I just thought, like, hey, maybe I'll go to, like, South Carolina or something. I don't know. I would hitchhike <laughs> from UNH. That's it? It's like Two? Fenway Park? <laughs> what if it was in new york all right that's a good point there are a lot of variables that we're not i would still do question. it what if it's at the field of dreams in iowa mm, yeah because i want to go there so yes that'd be cool i would say i would hitch i would hitchhike from altoona pennsylvania is altoona no altoona's in iowa right no, it's in Pennsylvania. It is in Pennsylvania. What are you Altoona, talking? Pennsylvania. Did I Boston. know what this is? No, it was just the most random town I could think of. I'm just going to say I'd hitchhike from UNH to Yankee Stadium. I feel like that's I mean, I would <laughs> a fairly reasonable answer. Yeah, Clausen's throwing out all this stuff and then just takes... Feel the field of dreams, Clausen. You hitchhike to the field of dreams, Clausen? I mean... <laughs> Hitchhiking all the way to Iowa is going to take me a long time. I mean, you you said it so matter-of-factly to me, like it was a surefire thing for you. I thought you were going to say I'd hitchhike to a, a different continent. I'd hitchhike <laughs> across the ocean. I'm out <laughs> in Boston and no distance is too far. No comment. <laughs> Literally while we were recording this segment, someone just asked us another question, and it is hilarious. I can't wait to share it with you guys. 
Uh, this Wait, next one. Gonna say it right now. Oh, I'm gonna say it right now. Right, I'm this, letting is, it. this is live, people. This is live, and this comes in from Andrew, not me, a different Andrew. <laughs> Should Frenchie's nickname be <laughs> Hidden Valley French? <laughs> <laughs> Um, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is pure electricity. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with yeah on that one. I want that on one of those players weekends jersey. I want it wrapped around all the way. (laughs) So I'm thinking, I'm thinking on the shirt, it's Franchi with a celery stick and then he's dipping it. It's like the bat is a celery stick and he's dipping it into some ranch. Like he's on the bottle of ranch, like that's the logo. He's, it's like a shirt. Bottle of ranch. Yeah, it's like he's hitting, hitting. Frenchy's it's like a bottle, blue. bottle of ranch. With Franchi's face on it. Yeah, and then he's just holding a huge stalk of celery. Harry, we know you're listening. Get on this. <laughs> Make sh- it happen. Shout out to Hidden Valley French. Shout out to the Gong Bridge Graphics Department. Wowza. Uh, yeah, Hidden Valley French trademark that while we can uh the next one comes in from tyler and he asked will jd finish with 162 doubles yes i'm on pace for it it looks like it right if he keeps doing what he does now then there's no reason he shouldn't i i got it actually if he hits a double every single game Mm -hmm. the rest of the season he can do it Mm. That's a good point. I was not thinking of it that way. It's pretty easy. I don't understand why most players don't do that. Yeah. I would keep running the double play. The final question of the week comes in from Brian. And he asks, I will preface this by saying that he sent this in before the game today. Wait. How do you spell Brian? Which spelling is it? Um, it's B... X Z. It's got you know the little. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, B R I A N. All right. Does that affect how you're gonna answer this? No. But if your name's spelled Stephen with a PH, you're <laughs> the worst. Just so, just throw that out there. Well, thankfully his name's not Stephen, so it's not a problem we have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, Brian asked <laughs> if Kike. Keep struggling. How long do you keep him in the leadoff spot, and who would you replace him with? Yeah, I'd just keep him there. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I would. I would keep him there too. Uh, I mean, I think that Kike. I mean, he's never really been like an everyday, everyday player, but I think he could be. We're also only seven games in, so I don't want to overreact. Um, but the only other guy I could really see hitting leadoff on this team would be Verdugo. Hidden Valley French. No, <laughs> I want to. to be hitting. Cover. I want to keep rolling with that. I'm not the franchise in Hidden Valley French. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't see why not. I I just think it's electric, and I love how good of timing that was. Shout out to Andrew. <clears throat> yeah. Not me, the other one. Well, you're not Andrew. You're Gardner. Gardner, and yeah. Andrew in your life. Have what? Have you ever called me, Andrew? No, I said nobody ever has. Like you, no. Your parents, your parents had you, and then they were like, "This kid's name is Gardner." No, it's actually like my literal birth certificate just has like parentheses, Andrew. It's like not just not my real name. Yeah. 
Canvilli French. Closing out the ninth. We really got a lot of segments here that we just like we just go next, next, next. It's good. Yeah, it's great content. Right. Tell your friends. That's my closing out the ninth. Tell your friends to listen to Gone Bridge podcast. There when when we blow up. When the Red Sox blow up and Gone Bridge obviously subsequently also blows up, your friends are going to look like real fools if they aren't on the bandwagon right now. All right. That's all I'm saying. So do them a favor. Give them a little, you know, nudge in the right direction. Give them a little hint. Say these guys, you know, you're going to be disappointed if you uh, hop on this train a little bit late. That's my closing of the ninth um actually i got a quick question to kind of segue into my closing out the night thought were you guys just like completely swarmed with fans i know you were wearing the gombridge shirts at fenway like was that just you have to get security to kind of walk you in there or how'd that work i actually didn't need a ticket oh shirt was good enough and they just were like go sit wherever you want i gave you a pair of scissors to cut the zip tie tie. (laughs) it's like go take a seat wherever you want john henry personally shook my hand and Gave me majority stake in the team for what we've Grinchy done Cordero for the Boston Red Sox. Actually, said Alex Clausen, "I'm your biggest fan." <laughs> mid game, just ran from left field like mid play, and he was just like Clausen, "Love you." Um, so segueing into my closing out the ninth thought, go Sox! But also, if you guys want Gone Bird shirts, hit us up because we're trying to get a feel on if we should make some and sell them. My closing out the ninth thought is seeing Kike in center field was weird, but now I like it. I like it. I like Kike in center. I love the the fact that Marwin and him can play like literally just about anywhere. And it's like every day you don't know where they're going to be. It's yeah, kind of like, it's kinda like Waldo. Oh, should we? That uh, has played. He started all four of the first games of the season at a different position. I think he was the first person to do that, like, ever. So, congratulations, Marlon Gonzalez. And who was the guy who was saying he was going to play in, like, 140 games? He'll, he'll tail off. Uh, Once Franchi takes over. Um, I will say this. A new nickname from Marwin. What about Waldo? It's like you never know where he's going to be. And with that, we are going to end the show. If you enjoyed what you listened to, follow us on Instagram at the Gone Bridge Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Gone Bridge. And for sure, do not call Marvin Gonzalez Waldo. Uh, Also, download our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Gone Bridge. And we will actually have a bonus episode coming out on either monday or tuesday we've got to talk about that because the red Sox this week already have a winning record because they're four and out so stay tuned for that early next week and with that we will be back with episode 24 and hopefully some more good red Sox news to talk about then see ya